c'est vrai. Je suis un ananas. Now, in the uh, towers of uh, Edmonton... I'm not a Tory. I don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict of crack cocaine. Get your notes out. I have my notes out. You have your notes out? I'm, I'm ready. She's I'm ready. So They're ready. handwritten notes. Handwritten notes. All right, let's uh, do they're this. They're upside down. <laughs> they are upside down. This was going to be a really fucked up podcast. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is Fat, French, and Fantastic. I'm Janelle. Fabulous. Not fantastic, although we all are also fantastic. Are we? Did I fuck up the name you of our You fucked own? up the name of our podcast. Shit! Fat, French, and Fabulous. And I am Jessica. And I'm Janelle. And, and today, I don't know what we're called. <laughs> and you don't, you've no idea what we're called. Uh, anyway. I think I anyway, named it too. <laughs> today's topic is Muammar Gaddafi. Just some light-hearted fun shit just, right just, here. Just, you know, like, <laughs> give you a glimpse at the lighter side of dictators who were brutally, brutally uh, deposed during the, the Arab Spring. God, I feel better already. Let's drink boxed wine. Yeah, so have you ever wondered what it would be like... If you lived life without any consequences, if you had no social rules ba- binding you, if no one, like no one who ever had any power of you said zip. This is literally why I own Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. If you want to know what that, like what kind of person you would be under those parameters, under those conditions, look no further than every dictator ever. I was just going to say, I think there is only one type of person that lives under the... Like, there's... You can't be in these conditions and come out as anything other than a shitlord. Yeah. Like, sometimes people telling you to take your damn feet off the coffee table is for your own good. Maybe not that exact example. (laughs) I was going to say, this is the difference between democratic rule in Libya and, like, oppressive, murderous dictatorship was, like, his mom just let him put his feet all over that fucking coffee table. Yeah, but, like, basically it's this idea that, like, sometimes having interpersonal checks on your ability to just do whatever pops into your brain is a good thing that shapes you as a person not to be an asshole. So yell at your kids more. Yell at your kids. Yell more. at your kids a lot more. That's, yell at other people's kids. Yell at everyone. Yeah. You don't even have to be kids. Be an ornery, overcorrecting asshole all of the time. Yeah, just just scream into the void that is society. Excellent. I that's great. I'm gonna follow that to the yes, letter. Follow that advice. So obviously not everyone knows everything there is to know about Muammar Gaddafi. I'm disappointed. I'm as disappointed in this as you, Gaddafi fans out there, are. <laughs> I say like, I recognize the name, and I'm like eighty-three and a half percent sure I could find Libya on a map, and I know he's dead. If you can find <laughs> Egypt, you can find Libya. They're right next to each other. And yeah, I'm not changing my percentage. All right, all, <laughs> all right. right. I can find it on a map because I'm a weirdo. You have a master's, and I have a lowly bachelor's degree. So that's the difference between us. Yeah, you, all the map reading that you went through in your in Bachelor my, of Language. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, my uh, my Bachelor of Romance Languages does mean that I know a lot about the former French colonial empire, which is why I know a lot about the geography of Northern Africa. It means you're a big nerd. Huge nerd. The biggest. The best. 
We're probably not the best. So Muammar Gaddafi, and like I will fully admit that the syllable of his first name is hard to pronounce. You can either pronounce it Gaddafi or Gaddafi. Okay, is it spelled with a Q or a G? Is it's there... a Q. Okay. Although technically it isn't spelled with any of those things because it's in Arabic. Okay, well, um, fine. So he was one of the 20th century's most eccentric world leaders. Um, and that is an understatement. I mean, the 20th century had some gems, but Gaddafi was, he was that, that one diamond that the British stole from the English, sorry, the British stole from the Indians, uh, in the, in the, in the crown of eccentric world leaders. He was a shitlord. He was a shitlord. Um, so he was born in early 1940. We don't know the exact date of his birth in the Italian colony of Libya. That's right. Italy had colonies. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It turns out they also tried to get on, in on this whole, like, imperial conquest thing that, like, all the other great European powers were, were getting in on. It just turns out they were also terrible at it. They just weren't very good at it. I just like that we, like, never know the exact birth dates of dictators. Like, nobody ever fucking asks them, like, hey, man, how old are you? He's just like, I am eternal. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like and like that's probably the response you would get. I was born from the sun. <laughs> so part of the reason why we don't know his date of birth is because he was born to impoverished Bedouin nomads. Oh, so this is a rags to riches story. It is very much a rags well, to riches. Well, this is story. uplifting. This is a man who was born in the poor amongst the poorest of the poor in the middle of the of, of the Saharan desert and came to rule his nation and kill a lot of people like a lot <laughs> just a shitload just a ton a buttload of people <laughs> just 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 a lot <laughs> a metric why are you buttload. laughing <laughs> You are a bad person. I'm doing a podcast with a psychopath. I don't know any of them. Game face, Jessica. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. I giggle when talking about genocide. Oh my god. This is why your parents live three hours away from you. They love me. Safety. They just love me more when I'm far away. <laughs> so, he, like, if you're thinking tense... Camels, that's actually an accurate depiction of Gaddafi's childhood. Oh, shit. Mm, yeah. Tents and camels in the 1940s, yes. And coffee tables. Uh, he later joined the military. He rose to the level of colonel, or colonel, if you pronounce things phonetically. Do not. <laughs> Do, Do not. not. It's I colonel. will <laughs> strike you down right here. <laughs> she won't even have to lift a finger. The gods themselves shall shall end my, end my time on this realm. He, so he joins the military, and he creates a revolutionary cell within the military and performs a coup against the Western-backed monarchy that was ruling Libya at the time, which was 1969. Okay, psychotically aggressive coups are a good start. Good start. It's a promising start. He began as he ended, in violence and blood. That was poetic. <laughs> I'm still going with Shitlord. I mean, Shitlord has its own poetry. So... He was an anti-imperialist. He was an Arab nationalist. He was very briefly a socialist. It's uh, a weird combination. Very, very weird. Uh, the, the, the 60s were an odd time. He self-described as a simple revolutionary and pious Muslim. I am a simple man atop my pile of corpses. Cor corpses and gold. 
gold blinged out corpses. <laughs> um, can you have one without the other? I mean, yes, you can. You can just have corpses. You can't just have gold. Yeah. So he has a complex and mixed legacy. You know, he's a pulp. He was a popular cult figure who, in many ways, improved the quality of life for some of his citizens. So the ones that he didn't just murder the ever-loving shit out of. Yeah. So like. One of the ways which dictators keep power, especially populist dictators, is by having a certain level of popularity with a, not, a, <laughs> not necessarily a majority, but a large plurality of their people. This is a, this is a timely revelation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I have no idea what you're talking about in terms of relevance to current politics. But, you know, they're very, very popular amongst a certain segment of the population, uh, I actually learned that Gaddafi uh, was behind the creation of the Guinness World Records largest infrastructure, uh, like water infrastructure project called the Man Raid River. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. I don't think that's what history will remember him for. It is not. <laughs> like, Guinness World Records may remember him for that. The rest of the world will not. Uh, so he was a he was a dictator who committed numerous uh I have HR violations written down here. HR violations. <laughs> that's that's how Jessica refers to violations of the Geneva Convention and just the obliteration of human rights. HR violations. Where do you fucking work, Jessica? <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> They because of your me. HR violations, <laughs> you keep massacring people. Yeah, so just to be clear, we do mean human rights violations, not like human resources violations. That being said, <laughs> one can so easily become the other. <laughs> Man, it's so rude of you to keep murdering people at work. Impolite. Also, change your shirt. <laughs> that blouse, too low cut. Mm, mm, mm. Saucy. Saucy. <laughs> So, and he was also a state sponsor of terror. Uh, he was a noted family man and ruled Libya for four decades and died in 2011 after being pulled out of a sewage drain he was hiding in and then shot. <laughs> that was a weird way to list somebody's accomplishments, Jessica. Yeah, he massacred the people. He was great with kids. And then he was eventually dragged out of the sewer like the rat that he was. <laughs> You're writing my eulogy. It'll be fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, like he, like the fact that he was a family man is actually pretty notable because it explains some of his odder behavior on the international stage. Like one of the reasons why he helped fund uh, the the IR the 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 the, the Irish uh, terrorist group. What? You know the the Irish terrorist group, the one. Uh, I the just IRA? know the, the Trump. That's the international. That's the Internal Revenue Agency. Some <laughs> Irish terror terrorist during the Troubles, and one of the reasons why he did that was as revenge for the death of his adopted daughter. That's a little far. It's it's a little <laughs> extreme. Holy shit! I'm gonna car bomb some strangers, but I feel much better. <laughs> Something of an overreaction. So, but we're not gonna be mostly focusing on. Gaddafi's human rights violations, etc., etc. They're pretty extensively covered. They're pretty extensively covered. We're going to be mostly focusing on the lighter side of Muammar <laughs> Gaddafi. Because we're crazy. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the things that you f strikes you first when you see a picture of Gaddafi is his fashion sense. It is something that else. mustache, though. Mm. No, I don't. <laughs> 
had a mustache. Did he not? No, I think Damn. I, you might be thinking of uh, you might be thinking of Chavez. Oh, I probably am. Mm. How embarrassing of me. How embarrassing. Oh. Mixing up your third world dictators. <laughs> he was, he alternately dressed as a somewhat traditional desert nomad. And, but like only somewhat traditional. We're talking like full length lilac moo-moos here. <laughs> and he alternated that with, like, blinged out military regalia in, like, powder blue. <laughs> Flamboyant. This is how I would dress if I had killed hundreds of my own people. <laughs> Thousands of my own people. This is how I would dress. Holy, it's, it, it's scary that you know that. Like, I, I, I recently ordered, a, a, like, a plum nailhead suit. Like, that is almost tame compared to Gaddafi. And, like, people see me and, like, react to me outside. And I can't even have them shot. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think if you've killed tens of thousands of people, you just need to go naked. Because at that point, I fucking dare anybody to say anything. Yeah, you- what are you gonna do? Criticize me? Am I naked? Am I? Fuck you. <laughs> just get right in their face. You're like, I dare you to look down. I dare you. Make I my dare day. you to blink. <laughs> uh, so like powder blue, lilac, royal purple, jewel tones. He Just was... he was a bird of paradise. But like part of the um part of the he he very much rejected Western clothing. So like most non-Western leaders, they only they wear suits. They wear European developed styles of formal wear. They wear very long ties. Very long ties. Obscenely long ties. Usually power red. That's how you can tell they're tough. Gaddafi didn't didn't do that. He largely preferred traditional African means of dress as a way of rejecting uh, westernization. It also was sort of like, you know that thing that politicians do where they're just like, I'm just a simple corn fried country boy. And, but like, they're like millionaires and shit. I think the expression is corn fed, but okay. <laughs> corn fried. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole... What do you know? You're from like New Brunswick or something. <laughs> we're not a cor- We're not even fed. <laughs> just a sad people. You don't have corn. <laughs> No corn for you. No corn for you. No, yeah, it's true. It's like it's it's like a Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. and all of these people just appealing to their. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. I'm just a simple country boy, and uh, not yep. and not a turtle. <laughs> but they're always appealing to this idea that they're they're blue collar, that they're of the people, that they're one of us. One, one of, of us. us. One of us. If this is particularly popular in the U.S. due to like a sort of odd anti-intellectualism but you see this in politics all over the world oh everywhere anywhere where you have an advantage in appealing to the people anywhere where people like that kind of in-group out-group politics people eat this stuff up another way in which he expressed this homie i'm just i'm just gaddafi from the block values (laughs) was by bringing his bedouin tent everywhere like everywhere? Everywhere. Like, not just like every time he left the palace to go among the people, he'd, you know, pitch his Bedouin tent in the middle of the desert. No, we're talking like the Bedouin tent gets its own plane and it gets to go all around the world. <laughs> it's a well traveled tent. It is a well traveled tent. So he would take it to various countries he would visit on diplomatic 
uh, diplomatic trips. Uh, this included uh, him trying to get permission to pitch it in Central Park. <laughs> just going to pitch my tent real quick. If you could just, yeah, just just right here. I'm just going to pitch a tent. Yeah, just, just right here. Just right here. Right now. And of course, New York City said no, because it's a public park. We don't care who you are. You don't get to take up the only green space the average New Yorker gets to see in their life. <laughs> it is the only thing that keeps them from eating each other. <laughs> like, like, do New Yorkers seem testy to you? That's because they haven't seen a plant in six days. <laughs> if, if they didn't have that, it would just be the purge. It, w- it, would, be, it would be the purge. <laughs> All like, year round. <laughs> there, you, would just, like, you would just, like, tune into, like, a radio broadcast and it would just be like, and then it would flicker on and it would just be like, I don't know, Wolf Blitzer covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Cowering beneath a table. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. He also, he would also sometimes bring literal camels and horses. And I don't want to emphasize the horses. I want to emphasize the camels. And he would like pen them up outside the tent. <laughs> what is a non-literal camel? Just a figurative cardboard camel. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, like, I don't want you to think that he, like, about to blow up camel outside his tent. I don't want to... a real live camel, and he dragged that poor beast <laughs> halfway <laughs> around the world. This is a creature who had never seen green before in its life. It had been happily living in the desert, occasionally giving human beings piggyback rides. And... He drops it in the middle of Manhattan Island. No, he dropped it in the middle of... What is it? Belarus. No. So we're talking, yes, let's take my camel, six camels, to a Slavic country. And then afterwards, he donated donated them to, like, the city zoo. I just like the impression that sends, like, yeah, I'm one of you. I, too, can load livestock onto a private jet and fly it to a foreign nation. Just like any of you. I'm just... I'm just a regular guy. I like Gaddafi from the block. That's my favorite thing I've heard all night. <laughs> and that that's not the end of it. Because here we get into some of the uh, creepier oddities. Oh, good. And we're not even getting to the creepiest of creepy oddities just yet. We're saving that one for a little longer. You lucky guys and gals. What is that voice? I... I, I want to be a heartthrob from the 1950s. This is like when you call out to somebody from a dark alley. This is the voice that you use. Hey there, little lady. Want to get in my rusted out pickup? I bet you do. Ah, oh, you've got Edmonton pickup lines down pat. <laughs> Here's where we get into something called the Amazonian Guard. First formed in the early uh, 1980s. Now, notably... The Libyans did not call them the Amazonian Guard. That's what Western reporters called them. Which says a lot more about us than it does. No, it still says more about him. It says more it about him. Still it still says more about him. I, I retracted immediately. It still does. <laughs> so this was an all-female elite bodyguard squad. What is with this? It is Dictators and all-female bodyguards. It's, it's, it's sort of like this it, weird, like... It's a sex thing. It's a sex thing. It's a sex it thing. It is absolutely a sex thing. It is a, like, I am the alpha male, look at all of these nubile, like, like women fertile women around me. In masculine uniforms yes. with butch haircuts. Yeah, like, we are literally talking military fatigues and heels and makeup. Oh, oh no, so not butch. No. no. Like... No, these are... These, they're so pretty. Useless. 
Well, as actually, protection. Actually, as... actually, one of them took a bullet for him. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. human shields. <laughs> These are my human shields, and I admire them. Yes. Uh, but what Gaddafi called them... Oh, God. Uh, ...was the revolutionary nuns. Oh, so he this was not a sex thing. Oh, it's still a sex still thing. Still a sex it's thing. It's still an implicit sex thing. God, the world is a terrifying place. But, like, it's a fetishization of virginity thing. Because mm. these women, in additionally, addition to being trained uh, in martial arts and combat and firearms, had to take a vow of chastity. This is the best nun order ever. Best. God damn it. <laughs> this is the Catholic Church's recruiting problem solved right here. <laughs> You know what? Send her daughter Sexy to a convent. Nuns. She will learn fucking jujitsu. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Yo, none is only so far away from ninja. That was a stretch. <laughs> you have a language degree. Ninja. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> They're ninjas. That's enough. <laughs> They're ninjas. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> but yeah, they were allowed to wear heels and makeups, which was... An allowed or compelled? Allowed and I think compelled. Yeah, I think I think I don't think the average like So it's like an Earl's restaurant. Yeah, when I when I read this, they're like, oh, they were allowed to wear makeup, and I'm just like, is does this mean that the average Libyan woman is not is allowed not to wear allowed? makeup? I was not able to find this. Also, if any like if you ever get hired anywhere and they tell you that you are allowed to wear heels and makeup, you are required. To yes. wear heels and makeup. Yes. That's, that's that's what, what they're that telling means. you. They can't legally say you have to wear you have to wear heels and makeup, but if you don't, you will be fired. Yeah, you're working at a casino and you have to do it. Yeah. Um by the way, uh anyone out there, I don't I don't want to say ladies, I wanna say everybody, if your job requires you to take a vow of chastity and you are not a literal priest or a literal nun, get out of there. Yeah, where do you work? Yeah, where do you cares? work? If Earl's is requiring people to take vows of chastity, then I am never <laughs> eating there ever again. Can you imagine registering your child at a school and they're like, don't worry, all of our teachers are virgins. <laughs> like, that's that's enough. That, I'm, that I'm is, leaving. That is deeply weird. It's I'm like, deeply It upset. wouldn't be a bad thing if all of their teachers were virgins. It's that, that you fine. advertise it. It would be like the fact that you're talking about it like it's a like it's a selling like point. Like it's a selling point. Like all of our teachers wear condoms. Like no, that's great in some contexts, but yeah. I don't I don't feel good now. It's just like it's, <laughs> it's like the focus on it and like it being like something impressive or like something to brag about is just deeply deeply creepy. So sullied women won't take bullets for him. Yes. I guess is the He 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 can only be he can only be saved from assassination by the purest of 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 womanhood. So if the flower thereof. If a non-virgin woman takes a bullet for him, he's got to have it dug out of her and, and then, then shot into Yeah, again. re-shot into him. <laughs> yes. That would have saved us a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, actually. That would have been very efficient. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it is deeply creepy. And I don't want us to like like having like being surrounded by a bunch of women who you've required to take a vow of chastity, also a sex thing. Yeah, if, you're, if your title is not Mother Superior, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, because it's like, look at all these women who will never have sex, who I just like have hanging around me. Yeah, so unless you are a Girl Scout leader or a Mother Superior, that's a weird situation to be it's, in. It's deeply weird. <laughs> it is deeply weird. And of course, there are loads of sexual harassment uh, and rape allegations oh, from- course. Met former members of this Amazonian guard about various male individuals of the elite of Libya. Of course. Because 
naturally. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. This is a deeply misogynistic environment. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an environment that respects women, their autonomy, or anything else about them. Doesn't respect anybody. Nobody no. gets to live. Nobody gets any rights. Have fun. Camels. But this is not, like, the end of the creepiness vis-a-vis the fairer sex. This is where we get into Gaddafi's African princess. Oh, Christ. Which is not a term anyone else would use for her because it is just the creepiest thing. The woman we are referring to is none other than Condoleezza Rice. (laughs) Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. I am deeply uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. (laughs) So uncomfortable right now. Like, I'm not saying she's... Like, I'm not making any commentary on whether or not Condoleezza Rice is or is not attractive. But she is a professional. She is a diplomat. This is the, this is the creepiest, creepiest thing you could po- way you could possibly behave towards, like, a colleague. <laughs> is it a colleague, though? It's just sort of a stranger from afar. Yeah, it's more like... like if you were like working at a at a business and like a contractor came in to discuss a delivery and you just started like aggressively hitting on them, but not just aggressively hitting on them. So the f- part of so Condoleezza Rice is Bush administration. Yeah. But and Secretary of State very specifically is the diplomat, the face of the United States on the world stage. So, big, she's important. She's, she's very The big cheese. The big kahuna. You know, whatever you say about, you know, Condoleezza Rice's, you know, mixed legacy, you know. <laughs> so, so whether you like her or you think that she's a blood-drinking succubus. Yes. Like, regardless, <laughs> I think we should all agree that, like, as a professional diplomat, she should get the bare minimum of, of respect. Like, don't sexually harass her and make it weird. Do not make it weird. Don't make, don't it, make weird. it weird. <laughs> you had one job. If you have a problem with her, just say, like, hey, I think this whole, you know, the, you know, extremism and, like, launching the U.S. into a into a, a massive war that didn't need to happen was really shitty. I don't just say that. I don't just think that's Gaddafi. I don't think that's what he had to say to her. I don't think that's what he had in mind. I think all he had to say to her was, <laughs> Hello, nurse. <laughs> I feel gross. I'm gonna, <laughs> so disgusting. I'm, as soon as this podcast ends, I am showering. <laughs> so, she describes in her memoirs her first meeting with Muammar Gaddafi. Oh my god, I And like, specifically <laughs> describes that she had an eerie fascination with her personally. So their first visit, first visit, oh right out of the gate, he insists on private dinner in his own kitchen. Oh, that's that's weird. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's deeply weird. That's weird for a Tinder date. That is yeah, it's <laughs> Normally, if you meet someone off the internet, you meet on neutral ground. Yeah, if, if I met a dude and he was like, yeah, just come back to my kitchen right now. You're eating me. That's what's happening. Yeah, I'm about to be cannibalized. Cannibalism. It's cannibalism. Yeah, that's that's life advice. You can take that to the bank. That's actually what, like, your first date should be in a restaurant or a diff- uh, some public kind just of like public Just not space. your kitchen. <laughs> just not a private kitchen where no one can see you and no one will really, the neighbors won't really no question one can hear if you don't you come scream. out again. Oh, God. <laughs> 
she, of course, acquiesces to this because oh, naturally. she's a professional and, you know, she was warned that he would be a little weird, but just to sort of ignore it. <laughs> That's the briefing. She was, She goes to the briefing. They're like, yeah, he's a, he's a little strange. You should eat his food alone. <laughs> All right, have fun. <laughs> Good luck there, Condi. Knock him dead, Tiger. Like, that, that's the... I, that's... I, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you are... <laughs> Live, maybe? I don't know. I mean, you are, you are profe- day. You are a professional woman. One of very few black women rise to your height in society, and your boss tells you, hey, go meet with Gaddafi. Don't, like, don't worry about it. it. It'll be fine. You know, so it's, you've you've made your legacy already. Now you can die. <laughs> it's, it's more of a just like you've achieved what you set out to do. It's just just like I wouldn't blame her for running away, but I also don't blame her for just being like, well, well uh, yeah, I guess. guess. <laughs> you know, like there's just a lot of social force compelling you to get in, get in that man's kitchen, and it's I, it's not a it's not a safe situation. Do we know what he cooked for her? Uh, did I he do not know that? Oh. He, I, I hope he did not personally cook for her. Like, that makes it creepier. I like to think it was Pop-Tarts. <laughs> just, that's, just Pop-Tarts in Gaddafi's kitchen wearing jammies. Yep, that's what he took away from American culture. We are a Pop-Tart eating po- people. <laughs> Welcome, beautiful lady. Here, come into my kitchen where I shall serve you the food of your people. Look how cultured <laughs> am I. I will play you the song of your people. I have this Backstreet Boys album. Backstreet, back. That's a date. That's a date I want to watch. Yeah, just, just. <laughs> I need the biopic of this. You know, men, if you really want to impress a girl, pop tarts. Just me, just me. Just if you just want to take me out on a date, pop tarts in your kitchen while we listen to '90s pop is apparently <laughs> all I need. It's all, all I really want from a man. It's not in fact what I want from a man. I want nothing from men. All right, <laughs> let me know when you founded your lesbian colony. <laughs> After dinner. After dinner. Oh God. Things get weirder. Much weirder. He tells her he wants to show her a videotape that he made about her. Nope, that's a hard no. That is a, I'm going to take a hard pass on that one. And what this was, was a montage of pictures of her. Pictures of (laughs) Condoleezza Rice meeting various dignitaries. Like Condoleezza Rice with George W. Bush. Condoleezza Rice with the president of China. This is literally like walking to somebody's bedroom and just seeing pictures of your face. Yes. All yes. over the place. It's like, <laughs> she had not met him before this. This is his first diplomatic meeting. And the montage is set to a song composed specifically for Rice by a Libyan comp- uh, composer called Black Flower in the White House. Oh my god. <laughs> not that I'm fetishizing your race or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you run. A quote from Rice now. It was weird, but at least it wasn't raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you set your standards so high. <laughs> that is a controlled statement from a deeply disturbed woman. And I don't mean disturbed as in disturbed. I mean disturbed as in like frightened at a level that like precludes movement. You know, I will take raunchy. I will take... 70s porn set to some Kenny G. Wah, over, wah, yeah, over a montage of my fucking face. It's just, meeting people. It's just so, it would be less weird if he's just like, hey, do you want to watch like some porn together? It would be less weird. It would be less weird. Speaking of finding a oh, no. shrine to yourself oh, no. in someone's house oh, no. after like he died in 2011, they inspected his residence and they found a uh, scrapbook. 
<laughs> filled with pictures. Do you want to guess who was in those pictures? I think I know who was in those pictures. Do you, do you have an inkling? I have an inkling. <laughs> you, you do? Do you want to guess? I'm going to go with Condoleezza Rice. Oh my gosh, how did you guess? <laughs> it was a scrapbook of pictures of Condoleezza Rice. And this is, this is 2011. <laughs> Obama's been in for a while now. Who, how much spare time does a dictator get? He's just like, all right, too much. I will finish killing too these much. peasants after dinner. It's it's conda time. You know, I'm just gonna have a little bit of me time with my pictures of Condi. I need my glue stick. I will be in my room. Farewell. I need my glue stick and my astroglide. <laughs> oh, oh, you made it weirder. Oh, who there hurt is you? No way. There oh. is no way he did not. There is no way he did not. Who hurt you? For real. <laughs> well, maybe someone invited me into their kitchen and later I found a scrapbook of myself. I have to have dreams tonight. So thank you for that. You are welcome. You know, I have a condition called... Uh, it's something to do with uh, not being able to actually picture things in my mind. Right. So you are welcome. I will not be imagining any of this. Well. I literally cannot picture what this must look like. Oh, well... Yeah. I'll be killing you later. Disability gains. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a thing. That being said, there is one more fun Gaddafi fact. Oh, good. And it is a little, I don't know what you'd call it, motion he submitted to the UN. Because, yeah... <laughs> He was part of the UN. Did the UN even take, like, does the UN take dictators' calls? Can you just be like, yo. <laughs> like, they ignored him for a while, but after he'd been in power for, like, a couple They're just decades, like, all right, we gotta answer. We gotta pick like, up. Oh, damn oh, it. fuck, it's fucking Momar. Like, ugh. Can you just tell him I'm busy? I, I mean. I'm in the shower. Uh, just don't tell him about the party. Don't, yeah, like. Don't put the pictures on Facebook. He'll see. Yeah, like, the UN was pretending to be in the shower for, like, several years, but eventually picked up the phone. Oh, like when the Rwandan genocide happened? I don't remember. I'm throwing shade at the UN. <laughs> this has gotten petty. All right, back to Back, back to, to Gaddafi. Back to <laughs> but, like, Muar Gaddafi had, like, several odd episodes when he was meeting with various Anybody. groups, various leaders, various coalitions of world leaders. Like, he would sometimes refuse to wear his translation headset and just ignore everybody. He would sometimes, like, pull a sheet over his head and pretend no one was there. There's no point in going if you're just gonna ignore everybody. You could have ignored people at home. It's just, like, the pettiest way It sends a stronger message if I am here. Fuck you to your face. I will ignore you in person. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing he submitted was... He submitted, and they basically ignored this. They did not put this on the UN floor for a variety of reasons. Most notably because it was against the UN's rule about, like, threatening the existence of other nations. Oh, I'm glad they had that rule. It's a good rule. And that was, he submitted a motion to disband Switzerland. A nation he has nothing to do with. Yeah, you know, like... It's closer than China, Fuck I guess. this tiny nation in particular. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Not not just Switzerland. Not just Switzerland. Come for you too, Liechtenstein. Okay, that is a country that I am less certain I can find on the map. <laughs> it's right by. It's right by Switzerland. That doesn't help. They uh they um 
Every once in a while, Switzerland accidentally invades Liechtenstein, and they're just like, "Oops, whoops!" Yeah, because they they're just like they're just like doing a military drill in the forest, and they're like they're like, "Whoops, I think we've wandered into Liechtenstein again." Shit. Whoops. <laughs> Liechtenstein is really really small. It's like they don't even have their own security. They just let Switzerland do it. Ah, oh, fuck it. They'll invade next week anyway. And there, when they do, they're gonna take care of you, fuckers. That's the security system. <laughs> My boyfriend's coming home later. That's basically the... Yeah, basically. basically. (laughs) Lichtenstein is the kept woman of of sovereign states. This is weird. You personify (laughs) sovereign states way too much. You need more friends. I I do. Lichtenstein is my friend. Lichtenstein is my friend. If you're not aware, that was my voice. (laughs) But what was his reason? Why does he want to disband Switzerland? What the hell? Fuck what chocolate is- and watches in particular? Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> think he's mad that, like, about, like, the whole, like, holding the Germans' money during World War II thing. I don't think he gives a shit. Or the financial black hole that is Swiss blank- banking? Yeah, like, I don't think he cares that, like, they didn't give back the Jews' money and, and like, and, like gold teeth. <laughs> this, is, this is not retribution for social ills. No. Why he did this, and, like, the reason he gave, which is not the actual reason, there's no way it is, was that Switzerland is a country that makes no sense. That they are, that they should be, <laughs> that should, they should be drawn and quartered, essentially. That they should be chopped into bits and handed out to Italy, France, and Germany, all of the areas of Switzerland that speak Italian, French, and German, respectively. Because there's no reason for a country that speaks multiple languages to exist. I'm, like, not a geopolitical expert, but I, I'm i pretty certain that Libya is a multilingual country. Yes, it is. Yeah. It has several languages and several ethnic minorities. I, was, I don't know a lot of things, but I do know that. <laughs> yeah. It, Northern it, Africa is a diverse place. It has, it has several peoples. Like, it's not quite... Like, it's mostly Arabs... Uh, some Bedouin nomads, some other nomadic groups, and they don't really have anything as large or as balanced in terms of proportion as, like, Switzerland does, but they're a very diverse country. So it's just like, yeah, we should just chop up Switzerland and just hand it out left and right. <laughs> Never mind that, like... Because putting the road signs in three languages is fucking ridiculous. It's just it's just absurd. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. He was not prepared to hear about Quebec. Not, he's not ready. <laughs> he's not I ready. I hope no one told him. He's not ready for Quebec. <laughs> Nobody's ready for Quebec. He's not really ready for California. Like, never, <laughs> never mind, like, that little bit of that little bit of Spain that wants the rest of Spain to piss off. He's not ready. No one tell him about Belgium, which is two language communities that really don't like each other. At least the Swiss get along. <laughs> <laughs> really, just any, all of Europe. I don't think there are any countries in Europe that have. Yeah, like the multilingual sectors of of Switzerland are brought together by their mutual disdain of every country around them. <laughs> they they get along but so like why did he actually do this isn't the un headquartered in switzerland uh no it is in belgium oh, okay right, right right geneva is uh davos which is the 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 economic su- summit is in switzerland right that's right yeah so uh brussels is uh is the actual actually no wait i might be thinking of of the eu Dang it. You're definitely thinking of the U. It is the U.S. It's Geneva. It's Geneva. Oh, yeah. Geneva. You got something right. right. Hooray. I got a cookie later. 
This means she won't beat me after the show's Yay! done. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is it is Geneva. It is that is where the UN is oh, located. We're pronouncing it correctly. We're oh. just it's Geneva is correct in English. I'm just pronouncing it Geneva because je suis francophone. <laughs> Both are correct, and if anyone tells you different, they're just being a pedantic asshole. Beat them to death. Kill them. Kill them on sight. <laughs> Life advice with Janelle and Jessica. <laughs> also, anyone anyone who makes you say whom, they're just a bad person. Like, it's okay to say whom, but don't insist upon it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this got horribly off topic. I love grammar. <laughs> oh, grammar is my friend, my best friend, better than Lichtenstein. I need to check on you more often. <laughs> So the actual reason is family, which brings us all together. So Muammar Gaddafi's son, I think one of them, I think he has more than one son. I'm not sure. Don't, don't fact check. This was your job. This was my job. Fact checking was your job. All I need to know is that he has a son. Okay, fine. So he has a son or more than one son. And one of those sons or that son was arrested in Switzerland for physically assaulting Hotel staff. Oh. Like, he's he, a. <laughs> so he was raised the same way as his yeah, father? Like, they beat a maid. <laughs> oh, holy shit. That's a and healthy upbringing. Switzerland was like, dude, not cool. You're not even a diplomat. Like, <laughs> you don't have diplomatic immunity. We're arresting your ass. <laughs> you don't get to pull this shit. Gaddafi gets super angry, and even after his son is released, which was very controversial in Switzerland, it was very controversial that the Swiss uh, leaders decided to do that, even after that, he's just like, nope, Switzerland has to burn. We must end it. We must end it all. <laughs> this man is, was so petty, so petty, that he submitted an actual resolution to disband a country that slighted, not him, his kid. And then let him go afterwards. <laughs> I aspire to be this petty. I, like, that is a level of petty that middle-aged soccer moms who berate teenage girls working as baristas could not match. God, you know what I've learned during this podcast? You know when the worst time to get hiccups is? <laughs> <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> You're filming a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Janelle is broken, uh, and that has been our podcast on Muammar Gaddafi. Shit. I hope it made you smile. <laughs> I, I hope this bloodthirsty dictator who tried to disband a democratic European nation brought a smile to your face. I mean, you might as well mock him. He's evil and dead. <laughs> All right, then that's how Jessica lives her life. Mock the evil and dead. Mock the alive and dead. Sorry, no, wait. Mock the alive and evil. <laughs> Think before you speak. There's all kinds of great rules. We're all learning lessons. <laughs> Seriously, though, mock di- dictators. They're shitlords. They're shitlords. That's what we've learned here. Absolute shitlords. And that's a lesson I think we can all gather around. All right. Well, I am still Janelle. And I am still Jessica. And this is still Fat, Fat French, French, and, and Fabulous. fabulous. 
Thanks so much for listening to episode four of Fat, French, and Fabulous. We want to give a special shout out to everybody who has recommended us to their friends, everyone who wrote about us online, and, and to our first iTunes reviewer. That was pretty cool. Um, when you guys take the time out to write about us online, it really helps us out, and it also just makes us feel good about being alive. So if you guys keep on doing that, that would be great. If you guys like what you heard and you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that. You can find us anywhere podcast exists. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Overcast. If we're not on your favorite podcast app, let us know and we'll see if we can write some emails and get on there. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are all about that. You can find us on Facebook at our page, Fat French and Fabulous. You can also find us on Twitter at Fat French Fab. And if you want to creep us individually, I am on Twitter at Very Bad Llama. Jessica is on Twitter at I Am Not a Lungfish. Just in case you need our clever thoughts to get you through the week. Thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.